Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Has your subscription lapsed? We want you back. Spend more than the evening with us. Reunite with us. Subscribe to 3CR and get excited. Call 9419 8377 or donate online, 3cr.org.au. And let's get back together. It'll feel so good. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 9419 Riding a bicycle is the summit of human endeavour, an almost neutral environmental effect coupled with the ability to travel substantial distances without disturbing anybody. The bike is a perfect marriage of technology and human energy. And that's from Jeremy Corbyn. And in an attempt to pedal your blues away on this beautiful, blustery, mid-September day here in Melbourne, with a fierce wind coming from the northwest, you're tuned to Radio 3CR, or you're streaming it, or you're listening to it on your tranny, or maybe you've got a podcast out the back. We've got a big bike here today. Faith's in charge. <laughs> Cat's looking up after it at a cellular level, down to the right to the bottom, and I'm here for the light entertainment. Welcome to the Arabug Radio Show. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Cat. Good morning. It is a beautiful day out there, isn't it? Hmm. It is. It's a gale force yeah. wind. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiping that dust out of my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that Mallee dust. Oh. It used to grow potatoes in it. Now it's in Melbourne on your car windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> in your ears. In your ears. We're coming out of the season. You know, we've only got two days to go till the equinox. So from now on mm. in, it'll be more than 12 hours of daylight. 
And actually um, coinciding with the new moon, dark moon on the 20th too. So a little bit spooky. Now, we, as I said, hinted at the, intro, at the beginning of the show, we're going to have a look at um, how do you look after your muscles, your best friends, how to care for them, how to pamper them, how to sometimes, what's Malcolm Turnbull call it sometimes? Tough love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be discussing that and we'll have a quick look at the uh, news and events that are happening around Melbourne, touching on all sorts of topics. Faith, bike moment in this windy day. Bike moment. Um, look, there, there weren't a lot of bike moments this week. It was pretty routine. There was a, a kind of – the biggest moment was not actually on the bike. It was uh, I, I took a bike down to my local bike shop with a vague idea of, oh, do you reckon there's some way you could get these bidden cages on my forks, which don't have oh. things in the appropriate places? And uh, – Came away, very set of handy, uh, very handy guys, uh, with uh, not only my bidding cages, the possibility for salsa anything cages, and a really because the racks I want all hit my levers because my bikes are small. Yeah. You know, but they found the right rack that worked and uh, came away with a, a really nice solution that was kind of exciting to think. Uh, yeah. yeah, very good. There are a few more room. There's room to do a few things on some bikes that nobody thinks about every now and then. Well, and especially if you have a small – I think we should yeah, do yeah. a small bike show, Val. Yeah. Because the challenges – and this all came mm. about because I've decided to make my own frame bag because yep. the ones – unless you yep. get a custom one, they're not going to fit my frame. But then where do you put your biddens yep. on a yeah. small bike if you've – because, you know, if I left the biddens there and did one of those half bags, I'd be able to get my wallet and – uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need a frame bag for that. Uh, <laughs> necessity, the mother of invention. Yeah. A couple of bits of pressed steel jammed between two things that work. <laughs> Kat, something to share with us? Uh, I got to ride what I consider to be the best loop in Australia yesterday. So the Reefed and Spur, Akron Way, with a group of great girls. So it was just awesome. And the sun was shining. So it was a beautiful spectacular. day for it. Spectacular. Yeah, absolutely spectacular. Give us a quick rundown of the route. So heading out from Warburton out to the Reefton Spur, up to the turn off for Lake Mountain, pop down into Murraysville for the compulsory bakery stop off. Heading out towards Narbathong, Akron Way. Didn't go to the top of Donna, too much snow traffic. I saw a photo from, Yeah, and then back down into Warby. There you go, warm up. Total, yeah. Total. Yeah, cellular adaptation. Yeah, it's a release for all those hard-working ATP cells working around. I've been storing up bike moments. Unlike me, I've been going home and writing them down when they happen to me, which is most unusual. Then sometimes they all fit the same variation, which is quite funny. I'm riding to work on a Saturday morning, Capital City Trail. Dad's got the toddler in the pram. Four or five-year-olds are about 75 metres in front. Anyway, I get closer to the hymn and he is singing at the top of his head, oh. going from the side of the road to the side of the road. <laughs> so I come up behind me and he, he turns around like that and I duck away to these other side. Then he turns around this way and I move back to the <laughs> other side. <laughs> and he goes like this. It was a lovely little moment. <laughs> uh, news 
Faith, we'll touch news. on a few things quickly. Well, uh, good news Ooh. is uh, the race to the rock has uh, finished. Mm. Um, not great that it's probably great that it's finished for the competitors, but um, <laughs> it was pretty brutal. <laughs> I think the uh, dot watchers would have been happy for it to go on for a bit Absolutely. longer. But um, Sarah Hammond has won for the second time uh, with a pretty uh, spectacular effort, um, 11 days and eight hours from Albany in Western Australia right through to Uluru. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Benkenstein was second, South African. Um, Jesse Carlson was third, which is – he started two days after. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Course record. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think the the Mundabindi had the trail record broken just successively oh. by everyone yeah. who came through. Oh. Uh, um, kept them busy for a few days there. And uh, Fernando de Andrade, I think, is uh, how you pronounce his surname. And Nick Skews uh, also. Finished after the first three. There was a couple who unfortunately had some bad luck along the way with injuries and mechanicals, but um, yeah. sterling efforts. Spectacular. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's become a little bit of, uh, you know, tour de jour, actually. I've had three or four people ask about that track across the Molombibi Way, yeah. you know, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, going for a ride. So it was. Um, it's interesting, you know, because it, everyone does get very inspired and that, but, you know, we talked about how Jesse had to set up actually quite a difficult entry process just to yeah. filter out the, the people who are fueled 98% by inspiration and not much practical sense of what they're they getting them separated. Yeah. So why he wouldn't let me go? <laughs> I've got a three-speed foot motorbike. <laughs> So, and I'll just mention for um, those who have been following the dots, um, there's going to be an opportunity this Wednesday night at Moondog Brewery in Abbotsford, Melbourne, where you'll be able to meet many of the riders and uh, enjoy a drink and hear some stories. Oh, cool. Uh, Both good um, storytellers. Yes. Yeah, and yes. plenty of stories to tell. Um, quickly, uh, the Melbourne City Council looks like it's going to start impounding some of the O-bikes. We'll wait and see what happens with them afterwards. A reminder to the Bicycle Network helmet, helmet survey is still live, I think, till the end of the month. Yeah. Um, the survey on the laws. On the not, laws, sorry. Not on helmets. Helmets are yes. good, but on yep. uh, whether we should have mandatory helmet laws. Yeah. It's not about religious freedom. It's about changing the marriage act. I mean, sorry, <laughs> that show are we on again? <laughs> well, there is a distinction, and that's a distinction yeah. people don't normally no. make. No. Um, just a little quick touch-up, I mean, catch-up on the... Um, ongoing controversy that um, the documentary Icarus has created. If you've been up with the news, the first of the the first ninety six of the Russian athletes were up for I think they um, called it a review of all those drug patents. And you'll be happy to know that ninety five of those ninety six <laughs> are all being let off with a a wrist. I mean, no, they don't even get a slap in the wrist. Anyway, 95 of them are always gone. If you've followed this show, it's gone from the IOC throwing the whole Russian team out of the Rio Games mm-hmm. to then letting them back in to then now we get to this stage now as 90, 95 of the 96 are already home free. Let's go. I love competitive mm-hmm. sport. 
And speaking of competitive sport, it's been an interesting week with Cycling Australia for female athletes. Um, they uh, did decide to send – they had seven, there's seven places for the women's in the 2017 Road World Championships and they decided to send five, five mm. athletes. So that um, an independent selection review panel has asked them to reconsider it and so they have done and they have now – Chloe Hosking and Rachel Nyland will be going with the others selected, but a pretty dispiriting week, I think, for many athletes on bikes in Australia with um, some of the uh, confusion at Cycling Australia about... uh, How many people are in a team? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you lose two people in a team, somebody else has got... Two more than you, and they can expend the energy. You're in a bad spot, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, they must do it. Another Lamington drive, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this uh, quick break. Blues, reggae, jazz, opera, roots, curry, or world music you're into, 3CR's music menu is serving it up to you. You're with Music Sans Frontier, music from around Australia and around the world. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Great Voices. You're listening to Hit Sister Hop on 3CR 855 AM. Music matters on 3CR, 12 noon every Friday. Keep these diverse tunes on the air by subscribing to 3CR. Call 94198377. The newspaper shout, a new style is growing. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. Uh, we've got Kat Carter from Rehub Studios in the studio again. And last time we had Kat here, she was talking about uh, positions on the bike and bike fish. And she walked out of the studio and we had three or four people from 3CR yeah. accost her <laughs> in the corridor with all their questions. So we thought maybe we should get her back because there's obviously a huge interest in um, these issues. So we thought it being spring and often, you know, people haven't been riding as much as normal, whether it's getting to and from work or recreational riding or training during winter or there might be other reasons you haven't been riding for a while we thought we'd ask Kat what happens to you when you jump on your bike and you haven't done it for a bit wow a lot happens so sadly our body deconditions quite quickly when we haven't been uh, I guess performing the same activity patterns that we've become accustomed to over the, the lovely woman months when we've been on the bike quite consistently. Um, that deconditioning happens really, really quick. So it's, it sounds really, really bad, but actually you can recondition really quickly as well. So if you were to jump back on your bike and let's just say smash out a 50K really fast um, after say four, even six weeks off the bike, you are going to have muscle soreness, you're going to have some pretty intense fatigue and sadly risking um, injury as well. But you can do some really good things to prevent that from happening. So just taking on board that your your your, your flexibility may have changed. So you'll, you just need to be wary of the time in the posture on the bike. And then the cells within the tissues just aren't as tolerant. So if you get on your bike after just giving a bit of a dust off <laughs> and 
run your errands, um, go for a spin around the neighbourhood, do your errands on the bike um, on day one and give your body 24 to 48 hours recovery and then repeat that. You've given your cells a chance to go, oh, that's right, that's that thing called the bike and I love it. You've given your muscles a chance to hang out in the lengths that they need to be on the bike and then you have that adaptation take place and you can then increase quite safely and do more and more on the bike. A moderate start to early spring. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I guess uh, is it we often – like people often say they're going to start training for something and is it always going to have to be bike-specific stuff that will get you ready for that? position or that's a really good question so when we look at training or exposure is another word that some people use um we we definitely have to consider specificity so our, our muscles our tissues um everything is um specific to what you have done but th- that's not to say you can't do something that's going to benefit you off the bike so when we look at say strength training for example the the joint range of um, position that you do that loading in, you actually get benefits to five degrees beyond where you have been. So if you've, let's pretend you've strengthened at 90 degrees of knee flexion, you actually get benefits down to 85 and up to 95. So that means you can do an activity on land that is mm-hmm. similar in joint range that you would be on the bike and it will help you on the bike as well. It doesn't have to be perfect. Obviously, the closer the better, but right. it can be varied. And aerobic activity is going to help you on the bike anyway. Yep. So thinking about your oxygen utilisation and efficiency, that's going to be beneficial. So walking, jogging, rowing cross trainer whatever you feel like really is going to help you but the best thing for the bike is the bike if we start slowly i'm not going to say we've spent winter eating mcdonald's i'm sorry (laughs) any trade names on the show should i not looking after yourself which used to be quite normal for athletes or people who are aware of their health fitness i'm back on the bike i'm doing a little bit by little bit how many weeks do i start to get that adaptation Oh, it's really quick. Um, so one one training load, you'll yep. you'll start to adapt to. So that's why I said before the twenty four to forty eight hours. Like yep. that is how quick you start to adapt. But for you to see that adaptation, it probably is a couple of weeks. And for physiological, say strength differences, because your muscles have lost their strength over that period of rest and uh, lounging about, it's actually a six week change. But a lot of people feel differences at ten days, and that's where the neural like the neural patterning is re- has improved again. So the uh, connection from the brain to the muscle improves in 10 days, but the muscle cells themselves at six weeks. So I've come off the lows. Let's say I'm a, let's say I'm 35 again and quite, you know, mediumly fit and, but not too outrageous. My muscles are starting to get better at say 10 weeks. I'm feeling a lot better. How do I fight that euphoric feel that now I should go hard? And, and race that crit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... You, Why fight it? I just do You're saying do it? Well, if you've had... Oh, so, oh, so sorry. You've had 10 weeks rest, not no, 10 no, weeks no. training. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm, I'm starting to feel how much better I am from uh, four weeks on the bike. Yeah. I feel quite... You know, I feel very much better. Some Do we, we overstep at the next step a little bit sometimes? Oh, of course. And um, 
I guess it comes down to a balancing act between what your brain's saying, what your body is saying, and it's a compromise. So yeah. if you're feeling really edgy and you really want to race that crit, well, how about you enter the crit, but maybe pull out part way like so enter on the basis hey i'm not going to actually be a contender for the sprint finish so i'm going to race have an absolute ball get all those endorphins and pull out four laps from the from and not get tensed up about achieving and and not be fatigued and make a bad decision in that um end point under those fatigue loads where unfortunately in a crit fatigue can Uh lead to some crashes so my muscles are getting stronger and more flexible how long am I? How long does it take my sinews and the connecting tissue to actually start to adapt? Uh, well, tendons um, love tensile load. They and they hate compressive load. I shouldn't say hate. They're not as tolerant to compressive <laughs> load. Um, so they they take. They take some time. So if a tendon actually does become a grumbling tendon, um, it can take 12 weeks to reverse that grumbliness. If it has never been grumbly, though, and you are just wanting to build it, then I would treat it very similar to the muscle that it's connected to because the muscle is the tendon is connecting the muscle to the bone. So that's a part of a unit. Yep. So the same rules would, would generally apply in terms of that six weeks for that actual physiological change. Am I right to think that my heart muscle tissue actually starts to improve from the first session? Um, heart is muscle, absolutely, and it's a slightly different type of muscle. It's a very special muscle. Um, its tissue response will also start to change immediately, but those longer-term changes that we really want to see in the endurance activities do take quite a bit of time, and that's more related to the oxygen efficiency and utilisation of our entire body. So not only breathing that oxygen in, getting it across into the blood and then into the tissue. That's obviously vastly, uh, the heart is a vast influencer on that, but um, there's, it's a very complicated system and it, it does, you know, load will improve it, yeah. but you also need to give the heart recovery. Yeah. Because so, that's one of the big improvers in two weeks, actually, that actually yeah. people feel mm. cardiovascularly yeah. so much better. They can breathe again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i got that tattooed on my right wrist. <laughs> and uh, so I guess then the advice for someone who is thinking about, okay, I'm going to start riding to work and I haven't done it for a while, is to maybe start going every second day or doing your errands instead or... Absolutely. I would recommend doing the local errands first so mm-hmm. you get that feeling of being in that position because some commutes are, you know, 10, 12, <clears throat> 15 kilometres, so you want to just do a quick little spin, um, nice and local, be on the bike, check that you've still got that flexibility to be safe on the bike as well, um, and then looking at every second day. And something that I also say to some clients is ride one, providing you've got really fantastic safe bike storage, ride one way mm. and public transport at home and then reverse it the following day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great tip. Uh, As long as you can put up with the tram ride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of calls from people. Here's my bike ready. If I have to get on that tram one more time, I'm going to go You'll probably get sick and uh, put your training (laughs) back to it. Someone did call it a germ bus this week. Yeah. So, So, and just to finish up, Kat, I'm curious – in your uh, studio, what do you see coming in at this time of year? 
The most common at this time of year is load-related. So people have got really excited as the weather's fined up. So I've seen quite a few sort of um, like Achilles overload issues. So that's looking at that tendon not being quite Uh. ready and it's a massive tendon. So it's um, very, it's it's, it's so important. And the other issue has been some knee, like some patella tracking problems. And that's not a, thankfully it's not a structural injury. Um, it's related to muscle balance. And so that's that deconditioning and you lose the coordination that's required for really good patella control around the knee and then you jump back on the bike and it's knee flexion, knee extension, knee flexion, knee extension (laughs) and a bit of patella compression and it gets cranky. Both conditions are really treatable and are also quite preventable. And so the the clients that have presented like this have done something slightly silly. Mm but not always, but yep. the last last few weeks, definitely. Cool. Just explain that the patella actually moved is not in the right spot. Yeah, so the patella sits in a groove on the fem- at the base of the femur, and um, it normally couples up beautifully. But the patella is controlled greatly by the quadricep muscle group in terms of where it sits, where it sits yeah. in terms of tension through those muscles, and the vastus lateralis, the outside quadricep massive powerhouse um it can pull the patella ever so mildly laterally in that groove uh, i've got you mm. delicate yes <laughs> systems systems <laughs> otherwise known as the ghost in the machine yes. <laughs> okay and thanks very much for coming in again cat i'm sure we'll be yes. uh, seeing you again you better um, give us a tip for the week though cat we were talking oh, yeah. about it before drink more Oh, yes, absolutely. Stay hydrated. Tissue, the body, everything, brain will be happier if you've got plenty of water on board. Especially with these winds. Yes, definitely. Okay, and just before we finish up, we've got a couple of events coming up. This uh, weekend on Saturday, September the 23rd, is the Burn Calories Not Coal bike rally. That will be leaving from St Kilda at 2pm on Saturday and... There's more details at bikefun.org and we'll also have a link up to that on our um, podcast. And also just a very quick reminder, if you do want to meet the riders from Race to the Rock, Wednesday night, September the 20th at the Moondog Brewery in Abbotsford from 6pm. That's all we have time for today. Um 3CR relies on the uh, support of our listeners to stay on the air. So if you'd like to subscribe or donate, you can do so at 3cr.org or get in touch with the station on 94198377. And if you're looking for something to do, there's a 3CR film benefit coming up. And that's on the Thursday, the 5th of October at about 6.30. And this is a feature film. That's an awesome film. Cool. Battle of the Sex. Who wins? <laughs> this is uh, Billy Jane King versus uh, Loudmouth Braggart. What was his name? Bobby Riggs. Bobby Riggs. There you go. Which was a mm. cult. You know, at that time it was an enormous sort yeah. of. How dare? Yeah. How dare this happen? You know, it was yep. quite interesting. Yep. Uh, what's the next show coming up? The next show would be. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. Oh, where we're going, but we don't know where we've been.
Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.